Welcome. It is the Ski Bum Podcast, and it is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Feels like it's been forever because it's getting hot. I'm wishing it was ski season. It certainly is getting hot. You're probably, if you're somewhere here on in North America, you're feeling it. A lot of ski resorts <laughs> shutting down. It's it's starting to get to that time where you for almost forgot most of the ski season, and the next ski season seems so so far away. But you know what? Unless you're me, and then you're planning already. There Making you go. Plans. Talked about it last week. Mario's already booked a trip to France, Lay Arc. Boom. And this week, I don't think we have a main topic. So we're just going to talk about what's going on in the ski world and try to keep the stoke alive for you guys rolling into the 4th of July weekend, which is coming up pretty soon. And isn't technically a weekend because 4th of July is a Tuesday, which makes it weird for everybody because that Monday yeah. is like, do you work? Do you take it off? It's going to be kind of a blow off day. Take what it off. Do? Have a long weekend. There you go. That's our advice. With that, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We are on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Untapped, YouTube, at Ski Bump Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. If you want to support the show, which we would love, it would mean a lot to us, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. There, you can choose one of the several different levels and support this wonderful joyous glorious podcast that brings you so much happiness so please we love you for it check it out we'd really appreciate it so patreon.com slash ski bum podcast and now a little a little partnership information here so we've talked about it a million times last summer or last winter we were part of the show but the snowbound expo is coming back to Boston. It is going to be November 3rd through 5th at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. So a different location from where it was last year. They just recently announced that Ski Essentials is going to be their official retail partner. Nice. Yeah, they didn't really have a retail component of the show last year because again, it was a new format. It was in a different, slightly smaller convention center. So they opted to, to not have that in there. They probably got a lot of feedback. People going, hey, I want to buy some skis and some boots and possibly some carbon fiber poles. I don't know what you're buying. They so got they a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, so they're working with Ski Essentials. They are a renowned name in the retail industry and is widely recognized for its commitment to offering high-quality winter sports gear, product reviews, and gear testing. They have two retail locations in Vermont, Pinnacle Ski and Sports in Stowe, Vermont, and Basin Sports in Killington, as well as a nationwide presence through SkiEssentials.com. They offer products from Alpine Ski, cross-country snowboard, and accessories from a wide range of brands who will appear at the Expo to create one-stop shop. As the official retail partner for Snowbound Expo 2023, Ski Essentials will bring a wide range of premium products to the event, enabling attendees to discover, explore, and equip themselves for the season. They even have bikes. I'm on there now. Yeah, their website, they currently have bikes. So this is kind of interesting how they're going to do it. So new and different than before, consumers will be able to browse products hosted on the Snowbound Expo e-commerce website, pre-order online items with access to exclusive special show promotions, and then collect the orders at the Expo. Nice. This is good and bad. I mean, I would think you'd want to have it at the Expo to try it out and check it out and then buy it. But hey, they're doing it this way too. A lot of different options. Nice. One more thing. So it's again, this is the end of June, early January, or early July, when you're probably listening to this. Tickets are usually 16 bucks for a day pass, 31 for the weekend pass, which is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But right now, they are still rocking some early bird ticket deals for one dollar for the nice. whole weekend. One use the code launch L A U. N C H at checkout. And there you can still get your $1 tickets. So check that out. That's about 130 Canadian. Seriously, that's a that's a deal and a half, eh? 
And one other thing. So I'm talking about this. I am currently working with the brand 10,000, working as an ambassador for them. I am a huge fan of their gear. I'm currently wearing a pair of their interval shorts. They're my favorite shorts in the world right now. They're great for working out, great for lounging. I actually just got a couple pairs of their uh, bathing suit shorts. I mean, they're not typically considered bathing suits. They banana hammock. Well, yes, it's very banana hammocky. <laughs> you know exactly what y'all are uh, are hoping. They call it their set short, which is for amphibious performance. So again, they that means go you hard- shoot with the right hand and the left hand, amphibious, right? Amphibious, exactly. Now these folks, you know, the ten thousand is is a pretty hardcore company. It's a lot of you know military and former athletes. So their motto is better than yesterday. And these shorts, it's funny the way they describe them. They're like, yeah, you know, you can if you're rucking and you want to just bang out some uh, some burpees in the ocean, these are the perfect shorts for that. <laughs> so I love them. Water repellent, quick drying, short inseam, show off the quads, let everyone know you're a skier or snowboarder. I'm a believer in that. Emasculate some people. That's your job. Alpha mail it up. Got to show off the quads. Got to show them off. So if you go to 10,000.cc, that's the name of the website, I have a special code that you can use, and it is Schneider 15 B-S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R-1-5. Those are numbers. Put that in, 15% off. Bang. You will not be disappointed. I keep buying more of their stuff. I got shorts, shirt. Got some joggers. I want to get their backpack next. I'm going crazy. I love it. I think you will too. Ten thousand. You gotta ruck, you gotta ruck yeah. it up. I already have a ruck. I uh, I wear it when I take uh, the kids to school. Put it at forty five pound plate in. Walk up to school. Walk back. It's a nice mile and a half. Get the day started. Feeling good. All right. Big fan of the ruck. So check it out. Thank you guys so much, Mario. Let us now kick it off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. Here in the uh, local local studio in Florida, we have a uh, sipping a nice little beverage, little brown beverage. It's you can't tell what it is, but it's out of a nice fancy Waterford crystal glass, of course, because that's how do, I do not mess about. around. There's no plastic. This is where is Waterford from? Is that like French uh, or? Ireland. For fuck's sake, it's Ireland. For I think fuck's it's sake. Ireland. It's probably Scotland, not. Ireland. I think it's Ireland. Um, and this is actually the glass that my wife and I bought a drink set when we got married. And that was our gift to each other was a nice Waterford alcoholic drink set. So, um, oh, that's where I got the other decanter. So I'm drinking. And it is Ireland. This. You nailed it. Yeah. A Viking city built in 914 AD. Look at that. So I'm drinking. I have all my, I usually have two bourbons in the decanters and then I keep the bottle next to them so I could tell what it is, (laughs) you know, just because I'm like, I forget. So I am doing four roses, small batch. Nice. Um, All right, Brian, what do you got? All right. So. I have not been happy with my drink selections over the last, you know, last general time frame with the podcast. Cause you kind of, I was trying to like, Oh, yep. Got a, having a seltzer again. Hey, wow. You're having a spin drift. That's so exciting. Yeah. And luckily I, I found inspiration on the Joe Rogan podcast because he's been having some pretty, I mean, obviously the guy makes a hundred something million dollars a year doing his podcast has great sponsors, which we'd love to have more great sponsors. So hit us up to podcast at gmail.com. Forgot that earlier on. So I heard him talking to somebody and he was talking about a botanical drink. And I was Hmm. like, Ooh, let me learn about this delicious botanical tonic. So I picked up a couple bottles of this. I, instead of buying like one, like a proper person would do they're like, Hey, I want to try this out. I should get one bottle. For some reason I felt the need to buy two of them. There you go. How big is the botanical? So I got this bad boy. All right. It is feel free, which is a botanical tonic, plant-based herbal supplement. So tonic you mix with something, right? No. 
You just yeah. drink it. This is a plant-based wellness tonic. Hmm. And this is from the folks at Botanical or Botanic Tonics. And this is their newest feel-good wellness tonic is a kava drink made with kava, kola nut, lion's mane, and rhodiola. These ingredients are known to enhance relaxation, cognitive function, and productivity. Hmm. Feel free is naturally caffeinated to boost and sustain your energy without the crash. Oh, wow. So that's what it claims. And it says it's best to sip this product when you want a clean energy boost without the jitters, a social lift without the booze, or a focus enhancement without the crash. I don't really know how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling a little tingly, which is weird. That's tingling your pants? Like tingling on my, on my tongue. On my tongue. Tongue? And I think my problem was I didn't shake it properly the first time I poured it. I only poured about half. I don't know if you can see. You probably can't. It's only about half that I drank because, again, I wasn't going to drink the whole thing. So what does it taste like? Classic. I have the, I have the not classic. Well, it's very brown. Um... What does it taste like? It tastes like it, it smells really medicinal. Almost like, like herby or very herby. Yeah. Like you're at a spa drinking a spa. It's like drinking a spa. You know, the cola nut, it's almost like, like a hint of like a Coca-Cola. Cause isn't that what they use? Like cola nut. Yeah. Cola nut. And coconut. I don't know what they use, but it's some, it's almost like a, like if you had Coke with way less sugar, and maybe some like you broke open a, a vitamin or something. Like you well, blended a vitamin into Coke and had less sugar in it. Yeah. It, in, interestingly enough, here the other ingredients is pineapple juice, stevia leaf, and natural flavors. Oh, look at that! It says there is some kratom in here, but I think the other one, the classic, is one that has like way more kratom in it. Huh. This is supposed to give you energy, which is not really what I want late at night. But, you know, we're riding the lightning a bit today, trying, trying something different, see how it works. As you're staring at the ceiling at 3 a.m., you're going to say to yourself, that was not a wise choice. <sighs> you you got to live and learn. That's the only way to do it, right? You got to do it. Got to do it. I needed to try something different. Because, again, you guys are getting bored with my my spin drifts. My, what was it, my athletic brewing booze-free oh, booze free. beer. But, I'll probably have to consume the rest of this and uh, to truly give a review. But it is giving me a little bit of a, again, like a little tingly, like a positively tingly feeling. Yeah, so I'm trying to find some other like fun, interesting drinks that I can be doing on the app right today. Because again, these Monday, when we do the early in the week podcast, like we really, we, we try to dial it back a bit because it's, we have jobs. it's just, you know, to be hung over on a Tuesday morning, like that's, that's not, you can't be living your life that way. It's I used to do thing. that when, when I got first got divorced, remember I was Saturday drunk on like a Tuesday. It was bad. <laughs> it was, those were rough days, man. It was a special time in your life and you needed that. It, it was. And now I'm back to like a normal gentleman with a real job. And it's like, yeah, I can't really, can't really do that right now. Yeah. I'm with you. I have no idea what time my kids are going to wake up. I'm pretty sure it's, about an hour earlier than I want them to be up. So I got to be ready to go. I got to be a good dad. I got to see that's just it with kids. Like you really got to keep your, your stuff together. Right. hundred percent. Speaking of the best. Let's go to ski news. And the best news for cannon mountains tramway project is that it has been approved. Look at that. Governor Sununu approved the project as part of the new budget this week. It's so funny. You think about state and they actually have tram as part of their ski, like their regular state budget. That's, hmm. I don't know why that cracks me up so much, but it does. Yeah. Buchanan Mountain will be receiving $18 million from the state general fund for the maintenance and operation of the tramway at Cannon Mountain as part of the Biennial budget signed by Governor Chris Sununu on June 20th. Originally proposed, 
Yeah, originally proposed at $25 million in SB55, the outlay was cut to $18 million with the passage of HB2. Rather than a full replacement, the project is expected to reuse certain components from the current lift. Previous statements suggest there may be no tramway service for two winters during construction. The first aerial tramway at Cannon Mountain was constructed by the American Steel and Wire Company for a cost of 250000 opening in 1938 and operating for four decades. The current aerial tramway was installed by Aguido Group, Aguido Corp of Italy between 1978 and 1980 at a cost of $4.6 million. That's so racist. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, that's their name. Sorry. That is. <laughs> Millions of dollars have been subsequently invested in the lift, including a major overhaul in 2001, a motor rebuild after a well-publicized evacuation in February 2016, Damn. an ongoing renovation project, including 400000 recently spent on rebuilding carriage assemblies. The lift has operated part-time during the ski season since 2008 and was closed from March 2020 through May 2021, due to COVID-19 concerns. According to an interview with Canon General Manager John DeVivo on the Storm Skiing Podcast, the tramway is about halfway through its 80-year engineered life. New England's only other tramway was installed at Jay Peak in 1966. And we know how that went. Mm, we sure do. Governor Chris Nunu has urged legislators to consider a gondola instead of a new tramway. Hmm. Capital projects in recent years at the state-owned and operated Cannon Mountain Ski Area have been funded by New Hampshire taxpayers, Mount Sunapee Lease Revenue, and the Franconia Ski Club. The tramway replacement will be the largest single outlay of state general funds for a ski area. Nice. Yeah, so Cannon has experienced numerous issues with its aging chairlift fleet in the past year, including excess wear of 60% of the hall rope grips on the Peabody Express Quad, necessitating immediate replacement, an emergency multi-day maintenance project on the Cannonball Quad, and the Zoomer chairlift being closed for a month during peak season. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. About very- that in the budget, like you said, this is pretty cool. Now look at your own state budget, and I bet you the big item is Narcan or something like that. Yeah, probably right. Right? There's Awful. no lift. There's no general amount for a lift. No. Well, then again, too, you know, it is owned by the state, the mountain, or run yeah. by the state. So it's, it's it's very unique. I know New York has they've the got I think four. I think four of the mountains are owned by the state. The Gore Hunt, um, not Hunter, um, Whiteface. There might be a couple others too. So it's definitely a different a different kind of thing going on when the state owns the resort versus having it being part of a, a big conglomerate or owned by a you know small family. Yeah. Very cool. Which speaking of resorts owned by families and possibly major conglomerates. So next story is Cambridge land sale to Smugglers Notch Resort scrutinized after the lift res- re- revelation. So this is kind of going back to the story we talked about. Was it last week? I think, or the week before? It was week before. Yeah, talking about the uh, the secret gondola plans between Stowe and Smugglers. The up secret in Vermont. under wraps, the best kept secret. So yeah. one Jeffersonville resident um, and other outdoor. Recreationalist laid out the cultural transformation he hoped would become the town to would come to the town in a post titled "Don't Let Cambridge Become Stowe 2.0." The recent sale of high elevation land to Smugglers Notch Resort has received renewed community scrutiny following the revelation that the resort plans to use the parcel as leverage in negotiations with the state over construction of a potential connector lift with Stowe Mountain Resort. So plans for a gondola style lift between Smuggler's Notch, Sterling Mountain and Stowe's Spruce Peak had been kept under wraps for six years until uh, made public by the News and Citizen and are still in the early stages of development. 
Uh, critical to the plan is 72 acres of land purchased by Smuggler's Notch from the town of Cambridge earlier this month for $50,000. The parcel located 50 on grand for 72 acres. That's nothing. Jesus. The parcel located on the east side of Mount Mansfield in an area known as Thunder Basin contains no right of way access and is at too high an elevation to have development value, but it is popular, a popular area for backcountry recreationists. So the track would comprise the entirety of smugglers portion of the 164 acres of total land both resorts plan to offer up for conservation in exchange with the state in the Act 250 permitting uh, permitting process that would allow them to build the lift across the state-owned land. Following the revelation of the connector lift plan, some skiers and recreationists expressed enthusiasm that cooperation between the two resorts could mean a better deal or better access, but others, particularly locals in Cambridge, have voiced some concern that the quiet town and village of Jeffersonville in particular might suffer from the greater connection with Stowe. Despite Smuggler's Notch owner promise that there are no immediate plans to sell to Vail Resorts, Stowe's corporate owner. But he has also said Smugs is keeping all options open to ensure its future in a ski resort landscape increasingly marketed by consolidation. So this goes on to talk about how they're against it and what it might be for the town. Yeah, I think anyone who's being optimistic about it is being a little bit delusional because I think we're all, we all know exactly what would happen yeah. if this were to come to pass. Huh. And it's funny how it's like, it's like, Oh, well, you know, smugglers, notch owner, he promised there is no immediate plans to sell to Vale and define, define immediate. Well, it's like, well, today, I mean, that's next week not, is a whole, that's not, not immediate. Not today, dummy, yeah. but tomorrow's still on the table. Well, you know, the, there's been just such a big change in the last 79 hours that we've decided that, yeah, we are selling because, you know what? We love money and we hate all of you. So, I love, how, I love how they were playing the long game. It's like, yeah, we got a little parcel of land. Nobody cares. Got another little parcel of land. Nobody cares. Got another little parcel of land. Nobody cares. And then, like, Oh, wait a minute. That last parcel of land gives them the land they need for this, this land swap, which is it's, pretty cool. It's like somebody it's knew. It's just like rules. play a monopoly, right? Yeah. You're collecting those like crappy little, like uh, little, you know, Ventnor and all those places that nobody cares about. And hotels on that. And all of a sudden you own that whole side of the board. Yeah, it's the ghetto side, but you own the whole thing and everyone rolls through it and everyone's got to pay you. Pay to play. Boom. Pay to ride the lift. Yeah. You know what? Even if Smugs doesn't sell out, it'll be good for it'll be good for business in general. Why wouldn't you want to go from Smugs over to Stowe and Stowe over to Smugs? Kind of cool. I get it where people are like, you know, it's going to ruin the the ambiance. But you know what? We live in a capitalist society. If you want, you know, if you want to keep it, you know, small, then you go ahead, make the money. Buy the place and keep it however you want. But I guarantee if you have that big of a thing to support, you're going to be like, hey, maybe I could do some other, you know, thing and make a little bit more money. I don't know if you can fight this. I mean, maybe you can protest. Maybe you can, you know, say your piece. I think your best move is really just buy some property in Cambridge or Jeffersonville. If you think this is really going to happen, because... You know, or just you know, buy they, some weed and wait it out. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll saying you can't fight city hall. So maybe, right. maybe you should at least ride the lightning and try to, to benefit from it in any way you can open an Airbnb on the smug side, help just help completely destroy it. You know, if you're not going to be on the side of helping it, exactly. help the complete destruction and move to Jay. Yeah. And then you win and you, you double win then. It's just funny how, you know, I ride both sides of the of the fence sometimes, and it's uh, it's funny. Like if you put yourself in the shoes of being that business owner, you're like, "Screw yeah, of course I'm going to do it. I'm going to do whatever I have to do because I want to make money." But if you don't own it and you're you don't you know you're just a conservationist or a, you know you like being in the outdoors and you like what's going on, you're like, "Oh, this is ruining my environment." It's like, well, that's that's the world we live in. 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you there too. Like, I, I, you know, because I, I part of me is is always wanting to stick it to the man, and you know, be kind of that that rebellious, independent person, and then part of me also wants to be the the capitalist winner who's making the money. You know, so it's fortune favors the brave, right? You put the risk out there. Fortune favors the brave. Crypto.com. You know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, you, you put it, put yourself out there, risk everything, and then what are you gonna do? You're gonna just say, yeah, I'm fine going out. And then what happens? You go out of business because you're holding strong and great. You go out of business, somebody buys your first song, and then they turn it to whatever they want. Freaking Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sort of the rub. That's sort of how it goes sometimes. So you can either double edged yeah. sword. It really is. As long as I keep lift tickets down, control the number of people on the on the lifts, I'm good with it. Yeah. And that's that's you know can they actually do that though? Because you know, their whole their whole premise in making money is selling as many passes as they can. That's right. The limited edition is limited to the number of people we could sell this to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> limited to the number that we can sell. Yeah. I love that. That's a yeah. limited edition. Yeah, limited to the number that we can sell. Hey, man, that Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card was limited too until they realized how many people wanted it and then Upper Deck just kept printing more. Yeah. And then so it's limited. Goes. It's so, limited to this year. If they start changing what it means. It's limited to the amount of paper we can come across. It's limited to more than 1,000 <laughs> printed. Yeah. 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 So it's it, this is really going to be interesting to, to see how this all plays out. And again, do, do people, can they fight it? Can they stop it? Does Stritzler not sell? Does, you know, like, it's, it's going to be some looting up in the mountains, some looting this, and protest. This yeah. is almost like this, this could be like the next season of Schitt's Creek. Yeah, right. You know, like Ski Wokeness. Ski Wokeness. They could just make this a mini series because there's going to be some drama going down. Yeah. Well, speaking of drama, we talked about it on the last podcast about how Bear Tooth Pass was opening because they always open around Memorial Day weekend. Well, it's been a very interesting and kind of sad couple weeks at Bear Tooth Pass because they are now officially closed. So they had, a, it, it's, it's crazy what happened. So because of the lack of snow, they were closed from June 12th to June 16th. And then just this past weekend, they had to close on Saturday due to four feet of snow. <laughs> Too much snow. Too much snow. That's crazy. Yeah. They they announced Beartooth Pass is closed at this time per the Carbon County Sheriff. Up to four feet of snow has accumulated at the top of the pass. Snow has generally ended there this morning, but additional showers are possible by this afternoon. That was on 624 at 1030 a.m. Wow. And they did reopen on the 25th, and now they officially closed again. So they're at almost 11,000 feet. That's pretty awesome. That's up there, man. Yeah, it's it's again, it's all it's like way up on my bucket list of places I have to get to. Yeah, there is. I'm bringing a oxygen canister with me. Yeah, that's that is really no joke up there. So yeah, they have that crazy dumping of snow, but then it said they're they're closed right now. It reopened on the 25th. And I'm trying to get more information here because you go to the website and it says that they are closed. So the pass is closed, but now is the ski resort open? Is what I'm trying to figure out, and I can't figure it out. I'm just wondering, like, if you live at 10,000 feet, how badass would you be at sea level? Right? You like run, yeah. you yeah, know, at- three six minute miles in a row, like. Well, you know what? I actually they've been doing some some further research on it, and apparently, it's not so much when you. Well, try and remember the details. I think it was more sleeping at the training and training at altitude and sleeping at sea level or something. There was something weird about the way they said they you would optimize yourself based on training at altitude. Yeah. 
So you train at altitude and sleep at sea level so you could sleep better. I think so. Yeah, because I, I can't think... sleep. That's my problem when I go really high altitude. I can't sleep at night. Yeah. And then I'm just dead the next day. Yeah. So I drink I, I hear you. So I just drink profusely. <laughs> that's one way to put you to sleep, right? That's the worst method of doing that. I really need to up my weed game when I go into high altitude. So they if you go to their website. It says Beartooth Basin Summer Ski Area 2023 season. We are closed for the 2023 season. So it was a very tricky week. Like I said, they were closed from the 12th, June 12th to the 16th. They reopened. Then they had the big dumping of snow had to close and they opened for a day. And now I think they're officially closed. Oh, wow. Like what? It's just that place. It's opposite of what you're saying. Live high, train low. Live high, train. Okay, live high, train low. I knew it was a you funky. Live at, yeah, you live at high elevations, which allows your body to get used to low oxygen levels, and then lightly and lightly train at the altitude. And you do more intense training at low altitude. And the goal is to gain the benefits of high altitude ap- adaptations while maintaining high intensity training routine. So you can do more work because you're at sea level. Yeah, so that makes more sense because you really push yourself more at sea level training. Right. So you got to live in the mountain, go down the mountain to train. Kick some ass down the mountain. That's crazy. Where you you got to find some sort of mess. Well, you got to find some sort of underground mountain then where you can start. The summit is at zero and you're skiing down to minus 5,000 feet. Is that possible? Boom. You just got to have a chopper to like train. Sip your coffee, sleep, do all your stuff at high altitude, up way up on your mountain. Then you take a chopper down, sea level, surf, run, bike, do whatever you got to do. Bang. Bang. <laughs> Grapple, bang. <laughs> Anything you got to do. Grapple, bang. Grapple, bang. I wonder what the crazy. difference is banging at high altitude versus banging at low altitude. Big difference. Big difference, right? Big difference, one, yeah. one you're out of breath, the other one you're not. Yeah, right. What happens if you wonder if you just pass out banging at high altitude, like 10,000, 11,000 feet? It's not good for anybody. What happens at like, at like you're climbing Everest, you meet a lovely lady and you're banging. Do you just pass out? He's <laughs> <laughs> blackout. I'm not quite sure if anyone's tried it yet. But I think he's perhaps he's dead. Let's revive him. Oh, he's, yeah. he's good. He was just banging. <laughs> and like perhaps your dick gets mummified. <laughs> it's be hard forever. It's like, like there's green boots, there's blue balls. They're both blue there. balls. Does your, does your penis get like al- alcohol? I mean, uh, altitude like sickness or something like that. Like altitude sickness. Yeah, it's, it's blue. What happened? It doesn't work, sir. You have a case of blue balls. Just doesn't it's all, work. It's all dudes way. up here trying to climb. Yeah, <laughs> please, sir. Not right now. <laughs> Every every movie I see where they're like, you know, climbing Everest, it's always like base camp of like two chicks and everybody's, it's all dudes. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's well, they're, tough they're, odds. They're showing Everest this past climbing season and it was just, just hundreds of people like in line together. Going it's a fucking up. conga line. It's, it's a conga weird. line up there. Yeah, it's so goofy. Yeah. You know, somebody's playing hot, hot, hot the entire time they're, they're going up there. I, I think that Buster Poindexter actually was climbing up Everest this year. That's how bad it got. That's awesome. <laughs> David Johansson. That's right. Up there. Well, wedding. Wedding yeah. gone wild. It's just crazy. So, yeah, that sort of wraps up the ski news. And like I said, we don't really have too much going on for the main topic. You know, as I mentioned, it's kind of that crazy time of year where you've gotten far enough away from last season and next season seems so far away. So you're in this kind of purgatory of skiing, but purgatory. What are you doing for the fourth? It's got to be something good. I don't actually know what I'm doing for the fourth because I'm probably just going to be going to the beach locally because my wife is going to norway the day after oh look at that yeah she's gonna visit her papa yeah her and her sisters are going to her dad's birthday celebration nice because he wanted us all to go 
But when you look at prices of tickets, it would have cost us almost $10,000. Well, you also have two little kids. That's tough to travel. It would have been a miserable nightmare nightmare because you got to bring like car seats and you got to get them on the plane. And it's just, it's too much. It's too much. You go to Norway. They they don't care about car seats. (laughs) Dude, you can't even have one drink and drive in Norway. They care about everything there. Wow. Yeah. So it would cost... It would have costed like ten thousand dollars for just for tickets. I'm wow. like, and he didn't. He wasn't like, "Hey, I'll pay for it." So we're like, "Yeah, we're not all going." So, yeah, that, that, I'm. Uh, it'll be me with the home with the kids, which will be interesting. So hopefully, I'll survive that. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a rough one. <laughs> be a rough one. Yeah. How about you? What's your Fourth uh, of July plan? So. I live in Clearwater, Florida, and they are opening up the giant amphitheater that they have been building since COVID started. And it's a 9,000 seat amphitheater. Nice. Uh, it's like an outdoor uh, venue. And they're going to have free concerts starting this Thursday and going through the weekend. And then they have a whole concert thing set up for fourth. And they're going to have. Uh, on the fourth, a free concert, and they're bringing back the massive fireworks they, they used to have when I moved here. So I'm pretty excited. It's going to be fun. Nice. Is the Hulkster going to be there? Dude, the Hulkster's everywhere, man. You see them everywhere. You go to Costco, Hulkster. That was my <laughs> my my big picture I, I saw with him. But uh, he's always at the beach and stuff. Like he's uh he's getting he's getting smaller and uh, he's shrinking as he gets older. Damn. But Poor bastard. You see some of the wrestlers around once in a while down in uh, the Big T. Hulkamania, man. But yeah, it should be pretty fun. We're going to be beaching and biking and there's going to be absolutely probably no driving. Just going to kind of walk and bike and scooter everywhere. That's, that's what I do. That's the way to do it. That's what I do, man. Get hammered and bike or scooter or walk. Walk. Walk is the best. Yeah, scootering could get bad. Yeah, scootering is like you're really trying to you're really playing with fire if you get hammered. Those things can cook. Yeah. And when you fall, you just go flying. That's you're just in space, just wee, I'm flying. And then you're scraping everything. Not fun. Um yeah, I saw some video. It was I think it's called like uh, No Context Humans, the (laughs) the Twitter handle. And it was these two people on a scooter. And I don't think it was like a it was like a like a scooter scooter, not like a, one of those like little tiny electric bike scooter things. Yeah. And they just they were like two of them, like guy and a girl, like doing, you know, like posing on their phone. <laughs> and they just barreled into a parked car. Awesome. Like, I, I'm going to send it to you. It, so it's called No part. Context Humans. I mean, <laughs> so the best part is like people on scooters, like so they have, you know, the cities where you're, where they allow the scooters. And people will be, you know, they'll be out, they get drunk. St. Pete's like famous for this. And people get drunk and they're like, hey, I'm going to, there's a scooter right there. It'll be cool to ride a scooter. It seems like fun. And they get on the scooter and they just maim themselves. It's, it's the worst idea ever. I mean, you have, you know, these 20 somethings out there and they're just like scraping their face on the pavement because they're just they're so drunk that they're like, Hey, I'm going to go rent a scooter. And they have their little app. They rent the scooter and they can't even walk. They can barely walk and they get on a scooter and just like plow into stuff. Did you get the, uh, the thing I just sent you? Let's see this. Oh, it's just brutal. And yeah, you know, like I have a buddy, he went to, he went to, he went to Austin for a bachelor party and he said they rented those, I forget if it was Lime or whatever the, the, the company does the scooter rentals. Do Bird and Uber are the big ones. Bird. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those. And he said like, like, bro, it's like, we're going like 30 miles an hour on this. He's like, we're moving. And like, people were just getting like hammered and like, (sighs) Oh, dude, isn't that brutal? balls on that oh that's like a vespa scooter that's like a legit that was like a vespa yeah ah that bitch is bam well the guy's got his beer in his hand (laughs) he's got snooki in the front there oh (laughs) 
Yeah. Like they just, oh, that's awesome. It's like the back of like a hot, like a Mazda CX-7 or something. Just <laughs> it's the back of a, my teeth are gone. That's what it is. Just a facial into a CX-7. Damn. Brutal, oh. right? And then she looks back and she like has no reaction time at all. She's no. just kind of like, you're that hammered. You have zero reaction. Pure shock. I think it's I like actually people at trip and they just scrape their face up. It's like, so you had so little reaction that you just face planted on the pavement. Oh, dude, my son last year at school, he was doing something where he was like goofing around, but he had his hands in his pockets and he tripped. Oh, no. Like you can't stop yourself. You're just going to eat the pavement. That's exactly what he did. Absolutely brutal. So if you go, dude, I, uh, I just reposted so many out of context human race that's posts awesome. this today because there's one like it, it's a tremendous handle they just have videos of people doing the worst possible things i love it i love it this is like it sends a message to people not to do stupid things yeah because you got you on video that's yeah. the oh we were we were flying on the scooter and it's yellow and bam this this handle the first, too the first part that's ha- horrible about that is you said yolo yeah. and that, that's why i'm and glad that, you plowed into that car and you recorded it and you recorded <laughs> it so again it's called um the handle is no content at no context humans i'd say another one this video is like always be concerned about the car next to you or the car coming in the other direction just to just watch this oh i love these do you see what's going on here when I have a bad day at work, I'll watch stuff like this all day. That or Terry Tate. Like I go to the Tate. office. That's a throwback. Linebacker. That's throwback. That I do Terry Tate for a while and I just I just start laughing. Yeah. Oh, I remember this guy. He's, he's just like foot. he's just like at a stoplight, like sucking this lady's toe. <laughs> She's just like sitting there. She's like, stop it. Somebody's looking at us like, what are you like, doing? Like he is really getting in there. Oh, he is just like rawr, rawr, rawr. Because he's trying to he's trying to make her toe ejaculate, which is weird as Yeah. And there's actually a website called feetfinder.com where you can just if you're into I remember seeing off. this before. It's it's like terrifying. Man, people I'm like, are, that's what, he's eating that toe like he's eating a sandwich. Eating her foot like a sandwich. Mm. Give me that toe. It's like a it's like a mutton mutton tomato sandwich. Give me that. Mm. Got a little yeah. gabagol on there. Yeah, this is an absolute phenomenal. I'm going to retweet the one I was just that talking about, that Scooter, because it's... Uh, oh, yeah, that Scooter is great. I mean, Look at me, I'm having the best time of my life. Bam! Tonight's gonna be a good death. <laughs> death. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I'm having the best time of my life. You're dead. Yeah. I just retweeted. So if you go to twitter.com slash podcast, you can see this snooky wannabe lady dying on a scooter pretty much i think she got the worst of it because she plowed into the thing hit that thing and then that dude behind her plowed into her well he probably plowed into the back of her skull too so i don't know what that did to him oh he probably walked away from that she was think dead so? she dead i don't know he just bounced off she got smushed in to that thing by by his body weight i think she may have ejected straight up <laughs> And then he plowed into the CX-7 and she just landed on top of him. Oh, I saw somebody put something on um, on Instagram and they were like videos of people of when they pass the no drinking and driving, like while you're driving law. And people are like, it's un-American. It's <laughs> awesome. I was like, damn. People like pissed off that they're like, you cannot drive and drink a beer at the same time. Well, like, screw that. This well, I will tell you, what's the difference between you going to a bar, having a drink, getting your car and driving away versus having that same drink in your car dr- while you're driving? Dude, I do road sodas all the time. What is, there's no cops. Tell me what the difference is on your body of those two different events. Well, what if it's your first one and you're like, I just want to have one to pregame so that when I come back, I'm going to stop, you know, but like it's nice to have a little pregame. While you're driving, why not? Well, I will tell you, I, uh, I'm not even allegedly. I have done this. I've, <laughs> I have my apres ski beer 
while I'm driving home from the mountain. Dude, and we put I in the Yeti. You, my wife and I have beer and we just go. Dude, I will tell you, I will, I'm becoming ungovernable. I was driving behind a cop the one day while I was drinking my beer, leaving the ski mountain while driving home. Dude, I'm becoming my dad. My dad would stop after work, go to the, um, the, uh, Packy, go to the Packy kid. No, he, uh, what was it? The beer, the beer distributor, the beverage distribution place on Long. And he had like a sixth sense. He'd be like making turns. I'm like, where the hell are you going? This is not on the way home. And he'd like make these turns back roads and boom, we're at a beer distributor. I'm like, how the fuck did you know? It's like, he knows everyone. He knew everyone in like Nassau and Suffolk County or Long Island. Nice. It was it was like a sixth sense. It was magic. I was like, I don't know how you did this, but like, and he would pull in there, boop, run in there. And then the six pack would be a five pack because one would be in the little, they'd give him one of the wino bags and be drinking that. Oh, wino bag. I'm like, all right, this is, this is how we roll. God, me and my buddy once we were, uh, we were drinking in New York in a city and we oh, like, this is like, it was just like classy drinking place garbage drinking place we started at the plaza hotel we had manhattan's at the plaza nice then we went to cvs and bought cans of beer (laughs) and put them in paper bags and drank them on the subway but what (laughs) i love about new york city is they ask you do you need a bag for that you buy a single beer they're like and you're like yeah and they have the little wino bags the 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 single like beverage bags that you put it in because they know what you're doing and they have them right at the register it's like this is this is all set up for this. Yeah. Well, especially know? the train station. Like those are like, yeah, we know it's uh, up. The train station's great. They got the now they don't even hide it. They just like I think they let you drink on the train now, right? Because they they roll out the bar onto the So well, that's platform. that's L I R R, right? Or Metro L-I- North. One of those two has the bar. Metro North has the bar cart, yeah. And they roll it right out and then you they're just handing them out. Like cash, bam, bam, and they just like grab. Everybody's grabbing it. No wino bag. You're just rolling. I think they have the wino bags if you really want one. Yeah, I know Grand Central too, right? Where the Metro North tracks are, they actually have a really good beer store that's there now. So you can get like something craft, nice, and bring that on. That's. But you know what? I'm a little more ghetto that way. I actually will bring my own with me. I'll bring a like one of those Costco lunch bags, and I'll nice. put a couple beers in there with ice packs. Nice. Bring that with me. I'm sticking to the man that way. I'm drinking the beer that I want to drink. to the man. Because I will tell you, I did one time at um, World Financial, like World, where the World Trade Center uh, train stop is. Yeah. I bought a beer there at the fancy beer shop. I think it was like $11. Damn. Or $12. And this is like pre-COVID, like 2019, pre-crazy yeah. inflation. That's craziness. <sighs> Madness. Madness. Yeah. And meanwhile, I go to Germany the first time to Oktoberfest with my buddy John, and we're walking around town, and I'm like, I had no idea. Like, we're in day two, and then I realized, I'm like, there's no open container rule. Like, you could walk anywhere with beer. So, like, the last day, I'm like, I just have to, I didn't, I didn't feel like drinking anymore, but I'm like, I have to walk around with a beer just because I got to get over this discomfort. It was weird. Like walking everywhere with just drinking a beer, just oh, a big, dude. like 40. I, I remember I used to, again, I'm not proud of it, but I we used to just buy the to-go coffee cups from Costco. Oh, I do that all the time right now. Got some gin and tonic. You're walking around. Like I'd walk around uh, living in Hoboken, then walk around town with gin and tonic in my coffee cup, like a gentleman. Dude, a normal Saturday or Sunday. My wife isn't working. She's home Saturday. We start on Saturday or we do it Sunday. Wake up, have coffee. And then the bottle of champagne gets popped. And then we have mimosas. And the mimosas go into, hey, let's go to the supermarket and grab some stuff for breakfast because there's no sausage or whatever, like, you know, bacon. Let's let's go to the thing. Boom. In the, you know, we get the the hot cups, you know, the coffee cups. Yeah, yeah. Throw it in there, walking around, just having a nice beverage. So you remembered to chill and have champagne, but you didn't remember to get stuff for breakfast. Well, here's the way we work is we go to Costco and we buy a case of champagne at a time. So there's always, there's always in this house, at least six to 12 bottles of champagne in the wine cabinet, right? In the fridge, there's always at least two to three bottles chilled of champagne at any time. Look at that. The other night, my wife couldn't sleep. It was Saturday night, I believe. 
So she works Saturday, Saturday night. She wakes up at four in the morning. She can't sleep. She gets on her phone, starts playing video games or whatever. I wake up because I, I see that thing. I'm like, fuck it, it's Saturday. So we hang out for a little bit, do a little this and that. And then I'm like, you want a mimosa? She's like, yeah, it's five in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to fuck. Let's have a mimosa. Boom. Five o'clock somewhere. I'm an adult. It's five o'clock so, here. Oh, no, no. Usually it's five o'clock PM. It's five <laughs> o'clock somewhere, bro. It's five o'clock. They never said AM or PM. Yeah. I mean, if, if Jimmy really wanted to be, you know, get to really let us know what time it was, it would be 1700 hours. That's right. Actually, He's not a military that, time, man. Yeah. Actually, isn't it Alan Jackson who sings that song? Not Jimmy Buffett. No, it's, uh, no, it's, um, it's Jimmy Buffett. Is it? Yeah. I Alan thought, Jackson might've remade it. I thought, see, I thought that was the way it was too. And then someone told me that it was actually Alan Jackson. Really? Cause they, he, cause in the song he says, what would Jimmy Buffett do? And then Jimmy Buffett does his little part as part of the song. Oh, I think now looking at it now, interestingly so, enough, I have Alan grown, Jackson. You're right. Look at you. Look at me. I have developed a newfound appreciation for Jimmy Buffett because I'll be honest. I always thought he was like a hack one hit wonder Jimmy. Margaritaville. And then you like Kenny Chesney. That's the younger Jimmy Buffett. Uh, he took the model and just like had abs. Total copy. Made a he's country. Like, yeah. He's like the copy but, version of so again, I always, again, I, I thought Jim Buffett was kind of a, a dope one hit wonder. And then you start reading about his business, you know, Margaritaville and then, you know, the Margaritaville Margarita machines and the liquor and then land shark and all these restaurants. The guy is worth almost a billion dollars. Dude. How many people went out and bought fucking Margarita machines for their house? God. Used them probably <laughs> till they, till they went to fucking rehab. And then they're like, <laughs> what do I do with this margarita machine that makes like a vat of margaritas for me to sit at home? Like, uh, what do you do with that? I had it on our wedding <laughs> registry and I did not get it. <laughs> Can you imagine if you got it? You came like, yeah, this is my name is Brian. I'm, you know, two days I'm, since I drank <laughs> margarita. Imagine, imagine you go to AA, like I just drank, I just bought that goddamn Margaritaville machine and I could not stop. I could not stop breakfast margarita was calling me breakfast margarita 5 a.m margarita dude i'm 5 a.m 5 a.m pop you know what you heard at 5 a.m in this house pop a bottle of champagne pop and i wasn't at a strip bar think of that no. i was at home home you weren't up all night you woke up to have champagne have champagne and then i was like had champagne and it's funny i poured i Hey, it's five in the morning. I wasn't thinking right. Five o'clock so somewhere. I was like, I don't want to pour it in the champagne glass because that can tip over if I fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like it's on the nightstand and you hit it and then you break it, whatever. So I figured, let me use like a, a regular water glass. Well, I put like a triple, <laughs> like a triple or quadruple freaking um, mimosa in the glass. Right. <laughs> I give it to my wife and she's looking at me like, you're fucking crazy. And so she drinks it and she's like, you know, back on her phone or whatever. And then she falls asleep and I look, I'm like, she barely touched it. So I hit mine. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of stuff in there. So I wake up the next morning. Of course, I fall asleep after. I wake the next morning. She's like, yeah, you give me like a triple margarita, like a uh, triple um, mimosa. She's like, I don't know what you were thinking. I'm like, I don't know. I, I just drank the rest of yours. <laughs> you don't know what I was thinking. You woke up at five in the morning and you said, should we have mimosas? And said, yes, this is what I was thinking. I was trying to give you what you wanted. That's right. I didn't want to have to shuttle back and forth. I want to, this is staying in bed. Like I'm not moving five in the morning. I'm not going back out yeah. to get another mimosa. Yeah. So I would actually, now if you had the Margaritaville, <laughs> margarita machine next to the bed with a mini fridge so you wouldn't have to actually leave the bed to make the margaritas <laughs> dude it could have been like the coffee maker you have a timer and it starts making it at five yes <laughs> oh my god jimmy <laughs> jimmy is there, is there a timer for this and we like you can be hired as consultants <laughs> the we technology is such now that you could keep the ice cold 
and then have like a refrigerated part that drops the ice into the margarita and then turns on. It's like our electric bill is has tripled this month, but it's been so worth it because we have fresh margaritas all the time, 24-7. But you have no idea because you're an alcoholic and you can't even read the bill. Goddamn. I mean, are they going to remake the movie 7 and just have one person just sitting in bed all day with a margaritaville machine? Like intravenously hooked up to them. <laughs> Damn. Just taking Wasn't that margaritas. The park where you got the, um, sure, the top, you got the margarita thing and he's trying to return it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because that was a fad. That and the deep fryers. Like, who, who didn't register for a deep fryer for a wedding? And the people that got it were like, you fry a bunch of shit for a while and you're like, yeah, this is gross. I can't have this in my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They had a cover. Like you fry it and then you have the grease it and then you, you put a cover on it. And then what are you supposed to do? The next day you're like, let's fry some more stuff. And like you go wild for like a week or two and then you're like, this is gonna kill me. Yeah. You know what the best thing about this margarita film machine is? It actually comes with a carrying bag. Oh, get out. It does. Is it Q- portable? The QVC one does. Is it battery operated? I don't know. See, if you're tailgating, that's a nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. I just well, bought a tent. Does it tailgate. hook up? Does it have a uh, the cigarette lighter connection? Oh, now it doesn't matter. You get the um, the inverter. The inverter, yeah. You get the plugs, man. It's great. The technology is so easy now. You just do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this QVC one comes with a carrying bag. Nice. Yeah. You want to go on the go? Bam. There you go. Thanks, technology. We could have cured cancer or sent a person to Mars, but you know what we did instead? We made a goddamn margarita thing that's portable. Yep. I mean, you know, you got to pick your battles. Yeah. I but anyway, yeah, pray ski party you're having. So your, uh, I'm I'm set for my pray ski because I always have, like I said, at least three bottles plus white wine in the fridge. But I generally have about. Well, we usually stock up about 12 to 15 bottles of red wine, and then we whittle that down over a few weeks. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of nice. You know, what are you having for dinner? Yeah. Bottle of wine. Usually Italian. We do, usually do Italian wine, sometimes Spanish. Like a like gentleman. A Rioja. Like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. So that sounds like uh, what our 4th of July plans are, is kind of doing a little bit of relaxing. Oh, I'm in Florida. I'm going to get some fireworks. I'm going to blow off some fireworks. I don't know where. I'm going to get in trouble with the condo community. People are going to be pissed, but it's going to be a party. Just don't JPP it. Oh, yeah. I'm not holding anything. Just don't JPP it. If you didn't learn anything from JPP, whew. Jam. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah, but he's still he's still kicking it, man. That's true. He made it happen. See? I'm down. He took his nub and he made nubinade. <laughs> nubinade. <laughs> what do you do when life, life gives, gives you a nub? nub? You make nubinade. <laughs> make nubinade. <laughs> that may be on a t-shirt. I love that comedian that's like, what do you do when God gives you lemons? Get a new God. Find a new God. Find a new God. <laughs> that was from that um, Power Thirst. Remember that thing? It was like that viral thing. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it Jim Gaffigan? No. Oh, I don't know. What was that? God gives you lemonade. Find a new God. Yes, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to your favorite social media platform. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untap, YouTube. We are at skibumpodcast. Patreon. If you love this madness, go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Support us. We got a couple levels. We're on OnlyFans. We are? Is, it, <laughs> no. is there an unauthorized version of the Ski Bump Podcast on OnlyFans? I think I have to put something on. I'm going to write this down. OnlyFans is going on. I'm thinking about setting up an OnlyFans of me just mowing the lawn with my shirt off and see if I get Dude, some... that's all it's going to be. It's going to be meaningless shit. Yeah. Like me working on the car... Like walking the dog, you mowing the lawn. That's that's it. I think that could be uh that could be a home run. That could make us that could get us that uh you know curbside 
trail side condo over Jackson Hole with a couple yeah, you months. You on people are like I got to click on that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you just gotta word it the right way. <laughs> it's all about you gotta sell the sizzle, baby, not the steak, right? Sizzle, the sizzle, the sizzle. 10,000, 10,000 CC. Use my code BSchneider15, 15% off. Snowbound. Go to snowboundexpo.com. Use the code LAUNCH for dollar lift tickets. Lift tickets. Dollar conference tickets for the weekend. Dollar lift tickets. That'd be great. Oh, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about lift tickets. We're thinking about inflation. How do we ski more? If we did we got plans. private, like a little location, dollar lift tickets, that'd be great. That would be pretty cool. How about Butter bar. A lot of good stuff was discussed here. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Say hi, say pollutant. See ya.